Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, dedicated to veterans and your homeownership needs. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash CBS Vets, NMLS 2767, Equal Housing Lender. This time on Vet Story. Nearly three weeks after four Americans were fatally ambushed in Africa. In graduate school, I went to Kenya. While I was there, the, the, the biggest terrorist attack in history happened. General Joe Dunford says he knows lots of questions remain unanswered. That makes it a big deal to me. So I wrote my thesis on uh, how, uh, how Muslim Kenyans frame terrorism. You can almost make a line from Morocco over to there. and You can find some similarities between the conflicts that are going on in all of those places. That gives me a sense of urgency to identify exactly what happened. I believe they're definitely a loosely affiliated. To communicate exactly what happened to the families and the American people. Welcome to another episode of Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. And this time, we're not so much going to talk about the story of a veteran, as we're going to talk to veterans about a story. Watch any news lately and you'll hear a lot about the fallen Green Berets in Africa. Like this report from Washington AP correspondent Sagar Magani. General Joe Dunford says he knows lots of questions remain unanswered. We owe the families as much information as we can find out about what happened. At a Pentagon news conference, Dunford said a key question remains why Sergeant LaDavid Johnson's body was found two days after the others in a separate area. Johnson's widow, meantime, is criticizing the condolence call she got last week from President Trump. The questions around the circumstances related to any service member's death are of the highest importance. And it's something General Joe Dunford, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, also talked about during a recent press conference at the Pentagon. I'm not putting any pressure on that unit. I made it very clear that I make no judgment as to how long it took them to ask for support. I don't know that they thought they needed support prior to that time. I don't know how this attack unfolded. I don't know what their initial assessment was of what they were confronted with. While the daily headlines may seek to find immediate answers to some really tough questions. I had some questions of my own. Like, what are Special Forces troops doing in Africa? Recently, we were recording a podcast entitled Beards Explain the World, where I asked questions of my bearded buddies, Matt Saintsing. And what I was really interested in 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 graduate school was African politics, actually, like Sub-Saharan Africa. And Eric Dane. So in Afghanistan, I was in Mazari Sharif. But in the course of that discussion, we discussed their experience. And one of the other helicopters in our flight took quite a few shots from the ground. Uh, Graduate school, I went to Kenya. While I was there, the, the, the biggest terrorist attack in history happened. Wow, right? So I'll share with you now our entire conversation about the situation in Africa. And I think you'll walk away with a lot more 
than you get from the headlines in the Daily News. We're talking about service members that gave the ultimate sacrifice in Africa. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was curious to bring up Matt's background. Mm-hmm. Because when you even told me about the article that we published on ConnectingVets.com, I noticed when you said the name of the country, go ahead and pronounce it. Niger. 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 And I thought, here I am, you know, been calling it Niger or, you, you know, however I referred so to I the name of that country. I was taught in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I'm a Westerner. I spoke English. Or in Niger. Niger, I, I may have heard. But to hear Niger, no. I thought, well, aren't you just a fancy <laughs> pants drinking your, uh, you know, Crumpets lavender and tea? tea Crumpets and, and, and tea, and although it's a French word. So clearly he's one of them yeah, right. cheese eating yeah. surrender monkeys, as, uh, as the Simpsons <laughs> once called the French. <laughs> but what I was blown away with is how little I know mm-hmm. about our presence on the continent of Africa. And I was hoping you could bring me up to speed on why we may have even been in Niger, mm-hmm. why... Uh, there are Western influences or interests. Like, what do we, what do we do in there? Uh, so, it was it was surprising to me when I found out that there was a Green Beret team th- from Third Special Forces Group in Niger training the, the Nigerian commandos or Nigerian military. And the the strategic logic, is, I think, is oh, okay. It's so a backup. General Milley said a few weeks ago that train, advise, and assist is here to stay. All right, train, advise, and assist, quote unquote, is kind of like a catchphrase that the Pentagon uses in senior military leaders. Basically, by, with, and through, and train, advise, and assist is why we're having such wildly successful battlefield results against ISIS, where hmm. we don't go and knock down the doors anymore, but we train up people to do it who are from there that know the language, know the culture, know the history, and we train them to do American tactics, tactics, but it has an Iraqi face on it. It has a Syrian face on it. It has a Nigerian face on it, if you will, right? Okay. So instead of sending conventional thousands of conventional ground troops to one day being able to invade several countries in landlocked West Africa, we're sending very specialized uh, special operations in this case, U.S. Army Green Berets, to train Nigerian military forces to take the fight in their own country so that, uh, you know, a, a 19-year-old kid from right. from backwoods, wherever, doesn't need to, doesn't need to go there in the, in the long term. That's kind of that's sets up the strategic logic of why the hell we're over there in the first place. Okay, I get why we're in Syria, and I've got my head kind of around what ISIS was. And yes, I mean, not Syria. I mean, Afghanistan. I get why the yeah. Syrian conflict and all these other offshoots of our presence in both Iraq and Afghanistan stem from the global war on terror and from the characters that have been defined. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand is what are the conflicts going on in Africa that we are there to train and assist our way out Same of? Same Well, in West Africa in particular, um, and so in West Africa, there's a country called Mali, um, a former French colony. It actually borders Niger, right? And in the northern Mali in the Azawad province, there's uh, the Tuaregs, and they're Islamic extremists. Uh, Some of them are uh, Al-Qaeda aligned, like Al-Qaeda in the Mahagreb, A-Q-I-M is kind of like, so the way Al-Qaeda works is they kind of have franchises where you have core Al-Qaeda in uh, Afghanistan and a little bit in in Pakistan and around the country you have around the, excuse me around the world you have affiliates where you have Al Qaeda in Iraq and in Syria you have Al Qaeda in uh, the Arabian Arabian Peninsula in Yemen AQAP uh, you have Al Shabaab in Somalia which is kind of an Al Qaeda affiliate and in West Africa you have AQIM or Al Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb and then the Maghreb is like a, a regional area uh, consists of Mali. 
uh, Algeria and uh, a little bit in Morocco. It's kind of like the Northwest Africa desert area, okay. right? So fast forward to what what the hell's going on today? So in Mali, um, they've they've decades. The, the Malayan government has been dealing with a Tuareg rebellion. And if I'm getting too in the weeds here, you can cut me off at any no, time. No, 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 because I'm you picking know? up what you're putting down. All right, right. Okay. right. So there's Islamic extremists. And it, it's way easier to have a group of, of, of thugs, a group of, of uh, terrorists, or whatever you want to say. These are disaffected minorities that uh, do not feel a connection to the government in Bamako, which is the capital of Mali, right? So... And this, and we can get into context of of the, the vestiges of colonialism and why uh, uh, the, the capital is super developed in African capitals and why the hinterlands are very much ignored. But basically, right now, the chicken's coming home to roost, where you have uh, dictators, autocrats, super develop their one area or one ethnically um, enclave, but then right. the rest of the country is ignored. And you have disaffected people that fall back on religion, that fall back on violence, that fall, and there's not a whole, there's not a lot of jobs. There's not a lot of uh, opportunity. So right. it's much easier uh, if you're an Al-Qaeda guy to go to town and say, you know what? The guys down the road, they're not treating you right. You know what treats you right? We do. Here's some water. Here's $100 a month. All you got to do is, is, is throw a bomb on the road or go ahead and shoot, shoot up a, a hotel or maybe an army post from time to time. That's it. So wow. I, yeah. So it literally is the same thing that, Eric, yeah. you've described to me about living yeah, well, in Afghanistan. Backgrounds, like, it yeah, was, who's going to give me the most stuff? It comes down to that. And then the ideology sometimes take hold stronger in some places than it does in others. In Mali, the Tuaregs, was it about 2012, 2013, yeah. they took over a large segment of what is a large country. Most people only know about Mali that Madonna adopted a couple kids from there. Other than that, what do you know yeah. about Mali off the top of your head? It's well, a French colony. It's landlocked. He just the capital is literally capitals. Okay, the capitals of I know a lot about Mali. <laughs> no, literally, if you'd asked me that last week, I'd have thought it was like a food. Yeah, and, and, and I don't mean to be like or a party town on Crete that British people go to. Yeah, that's Mali. And I certainly don't mean to make light of it, but yeah. I, I'm so ignorant. So when I heard this whole condolence controversy get started, I immediately just was like, "Can someone explain to me yeah. what's going on and why we're even in?" Niger. So we're in, in the first yeah. place, but thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I know you could probably go an hour. I can't, I could go I much longer. Yeah. yeah I, probably, I, I have like, things to do. Eric no, but it's fall okay. asleep okay. and <laughs> literally beat you with the microphone if you got too but much it's, it's. I mean, there. when you look at the major conflicts and the things that you've heard about, just to sum it up, particularly in North Africa, in the Sudan, you know, where you heard about Darfur and the Darfur right. crisis, a lot of that was between, you know, minority and majority populations. In Darfur, they're Christians. Uh, the Sudanese government were right. predominantly, I believe, Arab Muslims specifically, mm -hmm. right, who lived in that area of the country and were basically exterminating the Christians in the southern part of the country because eh, there's oil reserves down there and other things that they want and they didn't want mm. them to have that land. I mean, these conflicts, particularly in North Africa, are, are oftentimes along the same lines of the conflicts in Syria, in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, just going across the board. You can almost make a line from Morocco over to there and you can find not exact similarities, but some similarities between the conflicts that are going on in all of those places. Yeah, it, the, the, the connecting thread and it doesn't it's a, it doesn't always hold. But I think, you know, it, I've a, I have a training in political science and political scientists by nature are generalists. They look at the, the world and the data and kind of try to make connections. And so when, when, I, when, when I when I look at uh, the Arab world, North Africa and the Middle East, um, 
the, the things that really drive conflict are disaffected, oftentimes minorities that, that have been really quite honestly, they've been shit on for decades, right? right and yeah. th- and then and then now you have an organization that has a little bit of power like Al Qaeda, like Al Shabaab, like other offshoots of AQIM. And by the way, we don't even know the terrorist group that uh, that attacked these this Green Beret as uh, uh, outfit. Uh, the Pentagon has says we actually don't know with confidence who exactly they were, so we'd rather not say. We have assessments. We kind of have an, an idea. Mm. I believe they're definitely a loosely affiliated uh, Al Qaeda offshoot, but it's e- it's much easier to cha- put a new hat on and to say under new management than it is to kind of pledge allegiance and, and be very be very open about it. So these groups are very fluid; they change sometimes. Yeah, and week they don't by wear week. uniforms per se. They yeah. don't right. have a flag. They right. don't have. Look a, at uh, Abu Sayyaf. Yeah, Abu Sayyaf in the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. None of those guys have been because traveling from there would mean they'd have to go through the Philippine government normal channels. Not many, if any, of them have been to. Syria, but they were still pledging uh, yeah. you know, allegiance to ISIS or Al-Qaeda yeah. Yeah. years ago. They have ISIS they switch in the Philippines now. Yeah. They switch it. ISIS is in the Philippines and the guys who are ISIS in the Philippines, they used to be Al-Qaeda in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. The, Philippines. Right. the Abu Sayyaf rebels that are in the, you know, again, majority Christian country there uh, and minority Muslim population in some of the uh, the far-flung regions down in a, a group of islands specifically. And it's, it's terrifying some of the stuff they're doing over there and people don't even know about that. People don't even talk yeah. about that. On so this globe, so this really is a global issue. Terrorism is not yeah. necessarily just as we see it in the Middle East, no. in Iran. No, it is a global. I mean, in Iraq and Afghanistan, yeah. and that the embers of hatred are right. continually fueled by the heat of a disaffected, poor population being manipulated yeah. by these terrorist recruiters, and that necessitates our need yeah. to look at the earth and say wherever where's our hot, hot spot? spots yeah. get inflamed we need to assist with some training and advising, advising assisting, equipping which is what green berets do that's it's their, their pr- main it, primary mission yeah. right when 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 john f kennedy basically created the special forces which in fort Bragg, north carolina is u.s army special operations headquarters and it's called the J- the J- john f kennedy's school of special operations right so it's, right. It's, it, when he said it when, when jfk uh instituted this he said the Green Berets' job is to go into a foreign, faraway land and to train rebel armies to, t- to take over their government, right? And so fast forward to 2017, we kind of take that same logic and say, okay, we're not going to train rebel groups. We're going to train uh, government foreign militaries and have them go take over their own rebel groups or have them or have them kind of right. uh, radiate state power to the hinterland, something that hasn't been really happened specifically in the, in the West African and the Sub-Saharan African context for decades. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. will will you continue to do more reporting on this Absolutely. and uh, bring yeah. me some more stories about uh, things going on in Africa? For sure. All right, Eric, you can just sit there and be. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything that benefits just, you. That's just, that's just <laughs> my priorities in life. But you know, one thing that I wanted to say, Phil, and you were saying, you know, that this isn't just like a Middle Eastern problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I I've heard that a lot, and one thing right. that I've said to people is, I, other than some quick stops in Kuwait, was never stationed in the Middle East. Afghanistan is not considered part of the Middle East. It's Southwest Asia. Culturally, it has more in common Mm. with India than it does in Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan than it does with Iraq, Syria, uh, well, parts of Iran it has things in common with. So, yeah, yeah, it's not a Middle Eastern problem. Afghanistan's not even in the Middle East. So that should should really illustrate that for people who are maybe a little geographically challenged. 
Very cool, man. That's why I like working with you guys. You don't look smart at all, but you guys are some pretty. All right, well, good. I'm glad we don't look the part. <laughs> well, we have glorious Perfect beards. For podcasting, we don't look the part. We right? have glorious beards, Dude. and you have what appears That's to be true. some sort of infection on your chest. Oh, God. I'm not sure. Nice, guys. All right, man. Thank you for joining me. No problem. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.